0: Hi everyone, I am Carrie Fulmeck. and I'm Carolyn Charles and we are from the Equine Connection, the Academy
1: of Equine Assisted Learning. Welcome to Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Tune in to find out a ton about our horses, your horses, how they can change people's lives, personal wellness, and hear from loads and loads of wonderful guest speakers.
0: So whether it's discussing how to hear and work with your horses in a different way, how to be selfful for you, horse welfare, or just to chat about life in general and have a good laugh, you are in the absolute right place. This is a podcast for life changers. And so it's a podcast for you. We are all life changers. top of the day to you hello hello everybody and thank you so much for joining us today we have a very exciting topic and a very exciting guest for you today as well it's all about that leadership piece and you know working with horses we always define leadership a little bit differently in that leadership is really being the leader of your own life saying yep i'm gonna do this and i'm moving forward with it or no that's not so much for me even not gonna do it but we have a leadership guru here. Guru. A roo of the goo. <laughs> a roo of the goo. <laughs> With us today. And he's one of our, I would say, very favorite people.
1: He really is. He's so solid. He's so real. And the leadership steps and pieces, because we all have to be, we all know we have to be a leader to our own lives, even in times like this that... We go so much here in the thinking, how do we come back to Earth again and understand there's always a step-by-step way to be that leader so we can be, to me, more grounded. Because we all have to be more grounded at the time. At this time. At this this time. You see my brain, no working anymore. So just
0: before we get into our lovely guests here, we will go through some of the regular old wriggle morale, which is the hashtag holy jumping tuna fish. When you guys hear something today that blows your mind and you think, wow, I had never thought of something that way before, or you just think it's really cool, throw in that hashtag for us. Or the little tuna fishies were cool with that too, just so we know what you're really liking and getting out of things. Also, please do share, share, share. Leadership is one of those things that it doesn't matter if you are in a corporate atmosphere. It doesn't matter if you're looking for leadership at home. Leadership is applicable to all. All. So please do share this out.
1: Yeah, that was <laughs> to,
0: my to powerful all. effect.
1: And every human all. has the ability to be that leader within. And that's what we need to do because if we can't be that leader, we get very... Well, I'd say the word is weak, like because we don't have the energy to move forward. So we really got to take hold of our own life, always about me, myself, and I, to become that leader we need to be. Also, if you
0: guys are catching this on replay later, later, throw in the hashtag replay, because we always like to know who's going to catch what? Wow. (laughs) Brain's no longer work. (laughs) Nope, it's gone. Who has come in and caught us later, was what I was going for. I just took all the words and shoved them into two words. Also, we want to remind you that we are all life changers out there. It doesn't matter what you do, where you're from. It doesn't matter. We all have the opportunity to be a life changer. So we want to remind you of that. Throw in that hashtag. We are life changers as well, because we love the idea of all of us realizing that, yes, we have the opportunity to affect somebody else's life. And really, it is all all about paying it forward in this world. And doing the best we can for somebody
1: else because that fills our bucket too. So you are a life changer. We are we life, are life changers. changers. We're all life changers. Even all of our living being animals are life changers. So always be a part of this tribe knowing that you belong to one team, that we're all moving forward being those life changers. So we are all yeah. life changers. And let us know where you're from too. We always love to know where are you in the world. Yes. Because we are. we
0: like to know where the life changers are really at the end of the day. <laughs> all across the globe so for ourselves my name is carolyn charles i'm the director of sales and marketing as well as an instructor and facilitator
1: for the equine connection the academy of equine assisted learning inc hi everyone my name is carrie Fulmick, the founder of the equine connection a master instructor helping humans do what it is that we do this is a very life-changing purposeful real certification course that you can actually make a living at but the number one thing we always like to share with our listeners and understanding our number one mission in our certification is always the welfare of the horse. We do not use horses. It's mm. against the law to use a living being. So we really have put in our work, our energy, our research, other research pieces to understand what does that horse need? Well, he first needs us as a human to understand he can only think and act and respond like a horse. He will never be like a human because remember, they do not have prefrontal cortex. So our mission is always, number one, horse's welfare because if we know the number one thing a horse needs to feel is safe, it helps all of our clients who are coming in learning from them because we literally allow the horse to do the teaching through our objectively driven programs. We as certified facilitators are able to step in to help that human bridge the gap in their own life solving their own problems and moving forward so without further ado let's introduce
0: the the mr russell mr russell stratton we (laughs) love mr russell Russell. and he's from
1: a different place in the world from across the pond so uh, sometimes you might not be able to understand him but then carolyn really does make uh, fun of him i I, do have to say i do and i
0: get russ like i i understand what he's saying it's just too much fun to (laughs) tease him so First of all, though, I'll give you a little bit of background on Russell. I'm going to read it because it's a imp- pretty impressive list he's got going on here as well. Plus, he's a facilitator with the Equine Connection too, so he gets where we're coming from as well. But Russell is an international leadership expert, professionally certified trainer and coach, with a master's degree in human resource management, and is also the co-author of the book "I Need to Effing Talk to You: The Art of Navigating Difficult Workplace Conversations." and Oh. I know any of you guys who work in a corporate environment, it's a book you might want to take a peek wow. at. Wow. He's a master facilitator for Blue Gems Learning Groundbreak Blue Gem Learnings, groundbreaking leadership success workshop series, providing a practical toolkit for building engagement and improving individual and team performance. They also work with live actors in a stop start forum forum. Forum theater approach and a combination of dynamic experiential learning techniques, participants come away with a greater ability to actually perform better as employees and leaders in the organization. We actually ran through one of these in one of our conferences. It was so much fun. Freaking awesome. He is an accomplished management um, education learning. I can't read. (laughs) Russ, you deserve so much better. (laughs) (laughs) With a proven track record of working with clients in the public, voluntary, and private sectors to achieving lasting measurable step changes in business <laughs> performance normally i can do this you guys russ works internationally internationally with a wide range of organizational cultures and with all levels from frontline customer facing staff to executive management boards and has worked with both personnel managers and operational managers and works with strategic and tactical levels i gotta wow, tell you, um, this
1: is a holy jump into the fish because she got through it i got through it we got through it russ, russell so sorry, buds.
2: That's that, 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 that. okay. I, I know you were you were setting the bar low. You knew that I was coming on, so you said, "You know, people will understand what this guy says half the time anyway." So the uh, and we'll just we'll yeah, just set up the level straight away. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Russ, it is great to see you. It feels like forever since we have seen you with this whole uh, COVID situation that's going on in this world, but we love to keep in touch. Russ also does uh, communication assessments as well, which is a big part of how we work together too, and they are phenomenal in figuring out as facilitators, especially how it is that we can interact with people in the best way. And Russ, when we say leadership guru, we truly, truly mean it. Yeah, he's the top.
2: Well, th- well, thank thank you very much. I, I feel suitably humble at that uh, <laughs> wonderful introduction. It didn't just say, yeah, here's, here's Russ and he does some stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I try, I did, basically, because the way I read it wow. was just... Wow. Rambled yeah. on. <laughs> so tell us, what are you doing these days? Give
2: us the lowdown. Well, as you can probably see from this green screen behind me, I, I spend most of my life now online online. Um, Doing the things that I used to do face to face. I mean, I, I as you know a bit similar to yourselves. My my um, training style and business was ninety five percent face to face and five percent online. And then this little thing called COVID arrived, and I, I sort of had to switch to ninety five percent online and five percent face to face. So um, yeah, I'm I'm doing a lot of this of, of similar work. I'm still working with the actors, and we've been able to uh, uh, transition that to an online format. And um, getting our uh, program together for um, e-learning, which is about to be launched uh, soon. Uh, the joys of trying to work out how to do all of this stuff and get that that hosted, um, and and the book finally got finished, which you thankfully mentioned in the intro, um, which had been in the uh, sort of on the on the go for probably a couple of years, and Ken and I uh, finally. Uh, put pedal to the metal at the beginning of covid and said look if we're not gonna be able to do other stuff let's get this done published it's out there um we launched our podcast that accompanies this as well and um that's been that's why i think we're on episode 14 or 15 of that that's just been released uh, yesterday so um that's been a lot of fun as, as well and we're just starting on a series of of guests and i had uh, i think you may be joining us in the not too distant future carrie so i'll be returning well, the, i'll be returning the favor
1: Absolutely. Hey, a question for you with your new published book. How could it help us? Like, can it help us individually to that leadership piece? Does it help us in our family, in our workspace? What could this help us with purchasing this lovely book of yours? Because we're going to purchase it. Yeah, because of course we would.
2: Okay, absolutely. Well, it's it's based upon the the uh, workshops that you talked about. So it's based on that stop-start forum theatre approach. It's written very similarly in that way, with a lot with aspects of dialogue, so you can follow along two people having the conversation and being able to see how you could perhaps do it better. Um, I, I, it's it's useful in in personal life, but also in a in a business setting. What I'd found, and I've been working in the leadership space for around 30 years now. Now, I know that's difficult to believe, looking at me like, oh, no, well, you were a, sm- a very young you child God. when you started that. You're
0: only 29, Russ. I, <laughs> How? I, I, I
2: know. I, I, I sort of, you know, b- b- before being born, I started working in it. Um, but one <laughs> of the things I, I, I found with um, with people, and particularly anybody in a, in a leadership role, is having that conversation when you know things aren't going as you want whether this is in personal life in relationships whether it's in um at work and you know you're going to have what you're expecting to be a challenging conversation people tend to do one of two things they either avoid having it which is one of the the normal ones that'll do anything other than have the conversation secondly they'll decide that they will but they're not really sure what to do so they bottle it all up until they end up saying something like the title of the book you know i need to effing talk to you which, as we all know, is not the best way to start any conversation with anybody. So what the no. what the book does is break down, using the um, tools and techniques that we teach in our live workshops, a process for people to follow, how they can um, have those conversations proactively and effectively so that they're going to get a successful outcome. And the successful outcome is that they're going to see a change in behavior in the person that they're talking to and one of the key points that we stress is that it's the behavior that we're focusing on not the person you're not saying you're a bad person you know you're saying on this occasion your behavior is not what i would expect or is not helpful or was not polite or whatever or whatever the issue might be so I think that's one kind of the key things is separating the person from the behavior. Because if the person you think genuinely is a bad person and it's in a relationship, then, you know, simplistically, why are you wasting your time on them, yeah? It's actually time best yeah, right. to... Uh, the wonderful expression used to be uh, manage administratively, which meant that you just manage the personnel of the organization. But, uh, but most people aren't. You know, most relationships are worth... Um, preserving um most business relationships are worth preserving there are good things about people uh, there might just be some one element of their performance or their behavior that is um letting them down and so it's you're doing somebody a disservice if you don't have the conversation that's the thing i've always said you know if we think about ourselves you know that we've we've worked together in various capacities for what seven years something like that don't longer longer you
1: know? longer longer,
2: longer. It, it only seems like yesterday but it has been it feels so
0: much longer <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> only seems like but if you think about that if there's something in terms of us working together that you know about me that i don't do or i don't do very well you both know that but neither of you ever tell me you just let me go wow. ahead doing yeah. it and i you know come and do a session like this and everybody else is watching going yeah he's, he's not very good at this but nobody ever says anything and I'm in, yeah. a total ignorant. Is is it really helping me in any way? No. Would it be better to have the conversation with me and say, hey, Russ, um, this is something I, I, I think you need to improve upon and I can help you do it? Yeah, Absolutely. because otherwise yeah. we're just letting somebody fail. Everybody knows that they, they're failing, but nobody wants to tell them because they think, oh, we don't want to upset them. We don't want to annoy them. So I think the lessons that we teach in the book and the process we teach are... Um, invaluable to you on a professional note but also in a um, a personal level as, as well you know you,
1: you know even what you've been saying it actually really applies or parallels to even on social media like I have to tell you it's the meanest nastiest I can't even comprehend how humans are speaking with this to me bad behavior because no one's allowing another human to just have an opinion. They're just yeah. like bashing, not everybody. But, it you know, it's breaking our hearts when we're seeing this stuff. Can this be a part of even in a social media world where you don't know, are they true? Are they false? Is this real? Is this not? Can we address pieces like that even out there? Because I, I don't like being taught meanly. Yeah. as a leader. That's what I will tell you. I do not accept. Don't speak to me that way. Because I deserve more. I get my opinion, you get your opinion, but how do we do it? Because I'm open minded. I want to hear what you got to say, but I, I also want to have that ability to also express what I believe a certain way too. Right? Send them all to timeout.
2: <laughs> uh, Everybody I mean,
0: goes to out. Get to your well, Which pro-
2: would probably be a really good I- good idea. I mean, social media is its own beast in many ways. Um, oh. I mean, I think you know certainly the principles that we we talk about in the book and in our workshops could be applied in dealing with people on social media. But the piece of advice I was given a number of years ago, when we just sort of defined that sort of Twitter and stuff like had started to gain traction, was that you social media is a bit like trying to wrestle with a grease pig. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you can't win.
1: You can't win.
2: Yeah, I think the difference between the social media world and what I'll call the real world is if if we're having a conversation now, even online, um, there are certain rules and etiquette that we would expect. And if I don't behave in a polite and reasonable way, you're perfectly justified in calling me out and vice versa. In the social media world, one, I'm probably, well, I'm probably still sitting in my, my basement office as I am now, but... i I might not even be under the same name i'm using some pseudonym i'm typing away anything i think and one of the things that i find really difficult to to get my head around with people is we talk about being inclusive we want to be inclusive of people we want to have have a big tent that everyone's welcome into and yet on social media it's often if you don't agree with me (laughs) then i'm not going to listen to you i'm not going to say actually that's interesting that's a totally different point of view to mine I'm going to listen to that person, even if I totally disagree with them, because it allows me to maybe find out something new or sharpen my own argument that I can go, mm-hmm. okay, I can disagree with you, but I've got to be able to show that I can and have some reason. I just say, uh, you can't type this capital letters. You know, I don't like you. Cancel, cancel, cancel. You're not allowed to speak. And it's like, you know, how old are we? Like two? This is what two and three year old kids do. <laughs> They run away. No, so, no, 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 no! You're not talking <laughs> to you. <And> that's social <laughs> that's media. Exactly it's, like, it. it's, it's like you know, everyone's everyone's behaving like they're three years old. Um, yeah. And and that that's disappointing because it has the ability to um, join people together from across the world on topics that are important, like really important stuff. We're talking about leadership here. That's an important topic. But if we're not prepared to listen to each other, and just for a moment think that perhaps we're not the brightest person in the room. And if we are the brightest person That's in the true. room, then we're in the wrong room. You know, people you know, yeah. might have something else to, like to say. So, uh, you yeah, know, it's a disappointment. love uh,
0: Lori's comments that she resonates with this too. If any of you guys watching have questions for Russ, please yes. do feel free to put them in because I know we've all been in sticky situations. And it's not even just the social media world, but the Zoom world right now. That it's, it's a different way of connecting with people. And, and I know having difficult conversations, a lot of time the fear is, is what is the person going to respond like, right? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be receptive of what I'm saying? Are they going to actually sit and take that in? Or are they going to get, you know, and this is where it goes to that. Uh, are you talking to a leader or are you talking to a boss? Because there's a big, big honking difference there. So... When you go through things with people, is it helping them to get past that fear of what the initial reaction is so that they're managing the reaction as well? Because I know that can be super scary.
2: Yeah, well, the the whole sort of ethos behind why I I approached it and the way I did is that my background back in the day is I did a lot of work with law enforcement, uh, emergency services, people who've been in the military. And as you know, the bulk of their training is experiential. Now, you don't teach people how to deal with um, uh, you know, arresting a suspect unless they actually practice arresting somebody, how to put handcuffs on someone. You don't practice how to deal with a road traffic accident unless you actually go and they, they create it for you. So that was the idea here. We get into corporate world. We need to try and put a, more of a simulation. So using our live improv actors allows them to become the person uh, the difficult person or difficult behavior. Um, and so you can practice, and that's the key bit about overcoming why we fear it is because we don't want to get it wrong. You know, if I if the only time I've practiced having this conversation with you is now, there's a high risk that it doesn't go the way that I do. Now, if we have an actor who will say, oh, Okay, I'm gonna have an actor who's gonna be Carolyn and he's gonna behave on the ways Carolyn might behave, and you show me different reactions that she might have, I can practice what I'm going to say, how I'm going to deal with your reactions, what work what doesn't work, and I can plate. And nothing bad happens to me, as we've said on the when we did it with the, at the conference a couple of years back. Worst thing that happens here is your ego gets bruised, because mm-hmm. you can stop and you can say, "Oh no, can I try that again?" Or I wasn't expecting it. You can't do that as easily in real life. You can't say, uh, stop, stop, stop. I'm going to I need to go away and come back and pretend that we nothing ever happened. So a key piece of it was allowing people the space to practice. And and we've done various dynamics on this. You know, um, a manager to employee, employee to employee, um, employee to customer, uh, employee, uh, a project manager to client, pitching for a, a a contract, which is one of the things I think that we did with um, some of our facilitators. How do you go in and pitch somebody a contract when um, they might turn around and say, "Yeah, this is all seems a bit sort of airy fairy in the air. What's it all about?" You know. Oh, well, I wasn't expecting them to say that. I thought they were going to say this is the greatest thing ever. You know. How do I deal <laughs> with that? How do I overcome it and say, "Oh, yeah, well, I thought you might say that." Here's what I would. Here's my. Here's my comeback. So it's allowing people to practice. Very much that you do with, with their work with the horses, People to the only way to get better at something is to practice it. If you're nervous about being around horses, well, how do you get over nerves? Well, if you actually spend time with them, and I remember that lady, what was it, um, many, a few years back now, who was dealing with some terrible issues personally, and she came away from it and said, if I can overcome my fear to work with the, the, the stallion in the herd, then I can deal with anything. Yeah, and I think that it was a similar way in here. If I if I can deal with a situation with an actor who's going to throw different challenges at me, and I'm going to do it in a setting with ten other people watching me, then when I have the real conversation, it's probably not going to be as bad as that, and I'm going to be a lot more confident, and I'm going to have a toolkit of things that I can use. And I then so, you can go in. Oh, yeah, I've I've had this sort of problem before. This is what this is what worked. The other beauty of our approach is that you allow to see other people deal with situations as well. So you can watch your colleagues do it and then you go, oh, you know, I saw Carrie do it and the way she dealt with it. Wow, I'd never even thought of doing it like that. So I could try that because that works. So it's all about practice so that you get more comfortable in doing it.
1: And learn. that makes total sense two things first of all i know russell did not mean the stallion he actually meant the head of the herd because <laughs> we at equine <F1 laughs> assisted learning do not work with stallions so he meant the okay, head of the my, herd my, my, Absolutely my, right. my,
2: my bad I, I i'm sorry i will be uh i will be that's castigated right. about that You're no humble. no no
1: that's fine <laughs> but you know even that you see we could have just let that go But there would be no point because truth and honesty in being a leader, you would appreciate that because now it's ingrained in you that, oh, right, I wouldn't use that word again. I would probably use the head of the herd versus stallion. But if we're not doing that beautiful leadership and that self-correcting, I as a leader love to be corrected. I know I'm not the smartest nail in the head <laughs> <laughs> sharpest tool in the box sharpest knife in the drawer but, but, that, oh, but that that I'm illustrates, that. The, in illustrates the
2: point team. though because she yes. said okay so i say something where you know and I've, and I've been out of the loop a little bit in terms of working because we're not been, I don't think we've seen each other face to face for um, over 18 yeah. months so yeah yeah I, you know, I i used the wrong terminology Okay. Now you could not say anything to me because Russ is our guest, and we don't want to make him feel bad. But you know that I said the wrong thing. Everybody listening this goes, "He said the wrong thing." You know what a joke. <laughs> no one's going to say anything, and everybody comes off going, "Yeah, they, yeah, we all do that." But you were able to say to me, "Hey, look, you—that you, wasn't correct. You should, the right term was that." And I go, "Okay, now I know. Now I can correct it." You know, I know, and the other part... Is, you know, I can take that feedback. I'm not sobbing in the corner now, and I've just walked off and said, well, oh, I can carry <laughs> say that in front of everybody, you know, oh, no, no. So I think there's two parties: one being able to have the conversation with somebody, even something simple like that. And secondly, being able to take constructive criticism and feedback from someone, That's because right. I yes. know that it's meant in the right way in a constructive way for the the best. It's not done to catch me out. It's done because, hey, I'd like you to to know something that you didn't know before, so I can offer this for you. It's my gift to you, and you did that. So, you know, I think that was a bit of learning in action. I'd like to say that we set that up deliberately, but we didn't. But, you know, I'm sure it it would have been something else that we would have found. (laughs) Oh,
0: that was perfect. So, question for you, tips for people watching. What would be some leadership guru, some sort of tip that people can walk away with today and implement. Like, Oh, oh okay. no, you have something. For
1: no, no, but hang on before. Cause I love that. That is fabulous. Cause that's what our worldwide tribe yeah. wants to understand. Cause we're all life changers. However, before you answer and give us those beautiful tips that I love, cause they're free. What is a leader to you before you answer that? I'd like to know from your opinion, doing this for 30 years, writing books, working with organizations, and humans all the time being entrepreneurs or whether they're running a 100,000 people company, what is a leader to you?
2: In terms of what what I'm looking for in a leader?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um, I'm I'm looking, I mean, I'll go through in a minute in terms of answering Carolyn's question, some key, you know, some uh, attributes. But a leader in the simplest term for me is somebody that's going to, that I want to follow, that I want to be actively engaged in what they're doing. Whatever it is that they're there that I think, hey, they're doing X. I want to be doing X with them. Yeah? So it's somebody okay. there that is that has a passion for what they're doing, whether it's something in a business sense, it's something in their personal life that they're involved in, that I want to be involved in. And they inspire me to want to get involved with that particular um, a- a- activity on the, on the on the on the on the simplest level. That that's who a leader is. It's somebody who is going to inspire me to want to be doing what they're doing. They're over in that space. I want to be in that space as well.
1: Mm, I really, I really liked your take on that. So even being a leader, you're a leader. I'm a leader. <laughs> here's a leader, there's a leader, (laughs) so on and so on. (laughs) It's kind of cute, actually. Um, Even with that leadership piece, and I really love that inspiration to follow the human that you're you're wanting to aspire, not just to, but aspire for yourself. There's going to be times even that leader will say or do something that you might not even deem is appropriate, but it doesn't make you turn against that leader because you've followed them enough in the consistency to understand they just got a different opinion. Or is there always a label that a leader cannot go any further? You have to be just this way. You can never talk about things that because it could hurt somebody um, mentally because you're saying something different that they haven't thought of before, right? Like that's pretty tough too in those waters of leadership.
2: It, it, it is, but I also think in there that part of that leadership role um, is is to be it is to be like a, a, a teacher. I can't think of a better phrase off the top of my head that that might be that you have to show somebody um, a side of themselves that they don't know. You have to peel back the curtain a little bit to, to show, look, this is what's possible or you know, this is something that you could improve on. If, if you want to be led by somebody who is only ever going to say things that you like and that doesn't mean by somebody being rude to you but somebody who is only going to say things that you like, and you're only ever going to do things that you enjoy doing, and you're never ever going to be challenged to do anything else, then you're probably sort of in the wrong line because life isn't like that. I mean, we would all like to think that life was going to be, you know, just one sort of happy unicorns and candy floss all the time. Um, and you know, beer was continually free on tap, but that's not how life (laughs) works. And in fact, if it did, we would get very little satisfaction from it, I don't think, because yeah. that it's the challenges in life, the times when you, you know, you get knocked down that you feel that you have to then get up and say, "Okay, I overcame that. I really feel good about myself." And I, I, I know but with, with both of you, professionally and personally, have dealt with issues where perhaps you felt you've been knocked down, and the fact you've got one well, dresses, on whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, but you've done that and come back and been even stronger. Then you come, then you have that personal satisfaction that you've overcome some trials and tribulations. So I'm not one for saying we need to make things more difficult for people than we when we should. But if we take away all challenge, all obstacles, everything is just you know uh, the participation trophy. Don't, don't get me on participation trophies. You, know, you know, every everybody's a winner and there's never any striving to be, be better and no, no competition and no challenge, then where's the sense of satisfaction? You know, I got this. Yeah, so did everybody else. What, what, yeah. what, what, more, what more do you, you want for it? I, I listened to a podcast, a guy called um, Jocko Willink. So he's a leadership uh, writer, ex-SEAL team a uh, leader, uh, special forces. And he, he had a good point about that, where when he got through what BUDS, which you may be familiar is the is the SEAL basic training. And he said, I felt great about myself. You know, I've, I've gone through BUDS. You know, there's only a small number of people that make it through the basic training. And I've done it. And I went to my first SEAL team with individuals who'd all done BUDS and all been experienced. And he was told on the first day, the one thing you need to remember when you come here is everybody else here passed BUDS. Pass the team. Oh, got it. So everybody that is in the team now has done that basic training that you did. So you might think that you are in the top 1% of the population, but here you're just the same as everybody else, except you've got far less experience than they have. And he said it was a lesson to him that, you know, you, you had to achieve something. And guess what? There might be other people who've still done more and done better than you and are more experienced than you. So you never stop learning um uh, but you need that continual challenge and, and that always made me, made me smile because he was like i was full of myself you know guess who i am and they're like yeah so what So's everybody else Yeah. and now what can you do with it now uh-huh. what can you do with it now you've now you've done the basics now what can you do so no yeah. so i think that's that, that-
0: pretty big in leadership too like if you get to the point where you think you're above that's a different thing than being a leader, right? When you're humble and you realize you can learn just as much from all the people around you as you can help them mm-hmm. learn, that's a great sign of a leader because then you're actually ha- building yourself at the same time you build other people, right? It's, and exactly. you know, I, I've, I've led teams
2: for, in various capacities for 30 years and I've taught teams in different industries in different parts of the world, uh, in Europe and across here in North America. One thing i found either training people or leading teams is I've normally learned as much as I've been able to impart to other people because yeah. it learned something else about myself or it learns something I, ha- I hadn't realized that this was you know, an issue for somebody, or I hadn't know how to deal with this particular problem. So if you, if you think you know everything because you've got the badge that says, you know, I, I am the boss, you know, yeah. I, I've got the corner, I've got the corner office and I've got the parking spot near the door. Therefore I made it. Then again, you're, you're in the wrong game. I mean, one of the uh-huh. things that people asked me often was, I said, well, what would be your one piece of advice? Sort of uh, bridging between your question, Carrie, and into Carolyn's was, you know, what would be your one piece of advice for, for a leader? And I said, don't be a jerk. It was my initial thought. I like that. Oh, don't be, yep, don't be a jerk. And then they sort of said, well, expand upon it. So that's where I sort of came into these sort of uh, additional points to bear in mind. But the initial point, is, and I think that comes back to don't be a jerk because you don't know it all. And you're still learning and you're in that position because you've had got been given that oppor- opportunity so don't think you're the finished article you're, you're not and don't do things that are you know think about what you're going to do be intentional about, about what you do um and don't just be you know work off of gut reaction without any thought as to how that may impact on other people so if you want me to i'll run through those sort of thoughts about you know what would be some tools and techniques and tips for people for sure. And
0: I love Penny's comments. Effective leadership requires vulnerability too, I think. And that's a great point, Penny. Nice one.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's um, that's from that's from Penny Stevenson. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, for, for true. If, if, if you can't admit there's something you can't do. Yeah. You know, I, I, and just a, a, a quick a story around that. I, I was working with a fairly senior leader some years ago, and they were using a 360 feedback, which some of you may be familiar with, and, um, where they will get feedback from not just their their boss, their peers, their customers, but also their staff. Um, And give them a full rounded view of people's view on them in uh, various uh, aspects of their leadership. And with this individual said, well, there's been some key feedback areas and things I need to work on. But I'm a little bit worried. I'm going to be at our annual conference. I said that I would discuss the feedback because I'm the first person to do it. And then it's going to be rolled out across the organization. But if I go up on the stage and tell people what I'm not good at, you know, I'm to, people are going to lose respect for me. And I said to him, I said, well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And I said, Well, what's the best thing that's going to happen? Well, people are going to be encouraged. to. So he said, OK, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. So he went out there and he went through and he about three things that he learned that he needed to do better. And he said to the people, and I need you in this room to help me on that. Well, afterwards, he, he came. He said, I, I was astounded. The number of people that had come up to him or emailed him or messaged him afterwards who'd said, thank you for doing that. You'd showed that you weren't this omnipotent, per, you know, perfect being. Yeah. You'd admitted what you needed to improve upon. And it, I then felt that I was able to say, I'm not perfect. Because if the, bo- the big boss says, I'm not perfect, then you can say that as well. And nothing bad happens to you. We're all on this journey to being the best we can be. And we can help each other. And I think that was a, 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 key, a key lesson that, that I learned from that.
0: Love it. Absolutely.
2: <clears throat> oh, good morning, Kim. Hey. So, so the, the sort of tips in where they came from. So, I, I, I had a model. I asked this after I said, "Don't be a jerk." I, I went away and thought, "Well, I need to sort of be a little bit more specific as to as to what I would encourage somebody as a leader to do." So, I'll, I'll run through these, and then if there's anything that you uh, yeah, want to check out, then 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 do so. So, the first thing what it was was something called the Vision Excite model. And so it started with your vision. And this is, again, applicable to you in a business setting, but also personally. You know, Do you have a clear vision of what you want? What you want from your life? Do you have a clear vision of what you want from your business? Do you have a clear vision of what you want your team to do? That That's where it sort of, I think, it starts with. You've got a, you know, an idea. And that can be emerging. It can evolve. But you've got to have, I've got a vision for what this is going to look like. Um and once you have that, then the excite part is, well, are people excited by your uh, vision or not? Back to the point I meant, you know, do people want to be in the same space as you doing what you're doing or or not? So the excite piece, I'll break that down. The first thing was, are you are you energized? Are you able to have that energy about you that's going to not just... Keep you going, but it's going to raise the spirits and raise the people up around you. Are you somebody who has that energy? And I think we've all you know, been in the presence of people who just seem to be—they're really sure, not no you know, falsely positive, but they're positive. They're somebody that you want to be about. They've got a positive energy about them. And do you have the resilience to keep going even when it gets tough? Because we can all be energetic when things are going well. Yeah, you know, were you as energetic? And were able to bounce back when COVID hit and you looked at your business and thought, oh dear, Crap. what is this yeah. to mean for us? Yeah. Or words um, to no. that effect. Yeah. And then you're yeah. able to and still be able to come back and have the same energy as you had before. You know, you're somebody that gives energy to other people, or are you one of those people that sucks energy from the room <laughs> people are just like, oh my word, not them, yeah? So I think that's the <laughs> yeah. first thing about energize. I'll come, I'll come back to the X ex and excite at the end. Challenge. So, are you able to challenge people? And there's two aspects to this. Are you able to challenge people to give of their very best, where they can give perhaps more, even more than they think they can? Can you stretch them to go that one step further than they thought they could? And also, the flip side, which is very much in terms of the book, are you able to challenge people when they're not performing to the standard that you expect, and be able to raise them up it's being able to raise them up to the standard that they need to be at can you do that so do you challenge them to be the best they can be and if they are not meeting the standard that they've 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 agreed to are you able to challenge that and right and, and raise them up um sort of the other point in there was was about in inspiration so You've, you've got your vision, but are you able to articulate your vision to other people so that they, they want to come on board? They want to be in that space where you are. Now, it's a bit like you've done with, um, you know, I've always ad- ad- admired it two you on the work with, with, with Equine Connection, that you've created this vision of, look, you can work with horses and groups, women, groups at risk, children, and you can you can have a successful business working with horses and helping people at the same time. You can do this. But the energy that the two of you have about this has people wanting, inspiring to want to be part of the journey. You know, there are people on the call today who are here because, you know, um, and if, if Carrie and Carolyn are doing it, then it must be something that we want to be, that we want to be involved in. <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry, <laughs> Russ. Guys, there we'll 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 put up with yeah. him because we want to be with everyone. Like
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think that's the you know. Uh, do you inspire people to get on board? And again, do you maintain that inspiration when when times are, times are tough? And and one of the other things I have found for leaders is it's a bit like being a parent. When you're a leader, people are always watching you. Mm-hmm. Not in a creepy sort of stalker way, but they are watching really? you. What you do and what you don't do, and if you're the leader oh. of the team, you're a leader of the herd. Correct now, yeah. You're you're a leader Did of the no, business. No, okay. Learning no, in action no. here. Learning in action. Uh, <laughs> people are watching you, and they want to see what you do and what you don't do. And even if you think, okay, you know, I'm just going and I'm having coffee. I'm at the I'm at the break in the break room. Nobody's watching what I'm doing. People are watching you, and they're taking a lead from what you do. So if you're all about punctuality and being on time but you turn up and everybody has to be on time but you always turn up late you're not matching that if you're about you have a good work-life balance but you're the person that is always there working till sending emails at midnight so to your team you know don't worry about this but if you can get this done by eight o'clock tomorrow morning then are you really you know really living that so there's that inspiration um next point was about trust and again trust coming both ways do you behave in a manner that people trust you? Are you a person of your word? Do you say what you're going to do and then follow through? The other part, the flip side is, do you trust your people to do a good job? And one well, of the things, yeah, what I was said to be is that people live up and down to expectations. So if you think about, I've had leaders say to me, well, I don't, I don't like to trust people until they've demonstrated that they've earned my trust. And I'm like, well, that's sort of saying, I don't trust you until you prove me wrong. Why well, <laughs> not flip it true. on its head? I trust you un- unless you do something to make me not trust you. And if you think about it, if you say to somebody, I'm trusting you, you know, here's the keys to the car, and I'm trusting that you're going to look after my car. Somebody's going to think, well, they've trusted me to do this. So I need to, I don't want to let them down. I don't want to betray their mm-hmm. trust. As against, Ooh. give somebody the keys to your car and say, "Yeah, I think you're going to crash it." So, um, you know, then <laughs> they go away thinking, "Well, they don't expect much from me."
0: The bar is low. Yeah, <laughs> the bar is low.
2: yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. Even, yeah. I'm it going oh, to
0: crash it. I just scratched it, yeah. so I'm
2: fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, only, I only scratched it. Yeah, don't worry about it. So, I think again, if you trust, you start off. I trust you, unless you give me reasons to not trust you. That oh.
1: makes total sense. Oh, and Russell is gone. Yeah, and poof, goodbye. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that I have to say off the truth piece,
0: or the trust piece, that's that's so huge, huge because you've been a speaker on this for forever. Yeah. Yeah. And even back at uh, Heritage Days in your the people that we worked with as volunteers, you were always big on the fact you give them the wings to fly. Always. If you give them the wings, they will they aspire to be more they take over things. And you've done a fantastic job with delegating to them at that point, because they own the job. Whereas if you take apart that trust and you don't give them that, then you're stuck managing Whoa, all of it. It's exhausting.
1: tiring. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. that was whining. But it is tiring when you have to uh, micromanage. That's, to me, not a leader. Yeah, that's for sure. Anyways.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, <good>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought
2: you just sort yeah just pulled the plug, yep. you know, it's a, that's a it's it's like, that guy. Now he's done, <laughs> you
1: know? I've completed, but you're kind of like Mr. Bewitched.
2: you just, yeah, kind of I, I, yeah, he still and found a done. way back on their live call. How did that happen? <laughs> delete, delete. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. And then I, I could hear you were, t- you know, following on on that thought around, um, and, and trust and Co- Colin Powell, who was the, um, head of the U.S. Armed Forces at one time and uh, former head secretary of state under George W. Bush's uh, government. Uh, so I don't hold him against him necessarily, but he he made a very good point when he was uh, He does 18 lessons in leadership. An excellent talk. If you ever get a chance to um, watch that speech or read that document, 18 lessons in leadership from Colin Powell. Excellent. One of them, he said, what was the most important thing for him as a leader was trust. That people trusted in you. Okay. And he, he found this from his time at Fort Benning, Georgia, when he did his, his military basic training. And he was told by the sergeant training him there that people want to try, if people trust you, they will follow you, even if it's just out of curiosity. Uh-huh. I always thought that was quite an amusing thing. You know, people following you out of curiosity of where you're going to take them, but they trust you that you're not going to take them somewhere which is going to do them harm personally. Ooh professionally but you know you know it's a bit like saying well if, if this is carrie's idea then or this is carolyn's idea then i'm going to go along with it because it's going to be good i'm not sure what it's going to be like but it's it's going to be good so i'm, I'm going to give it a go
0: this is very true sometimes you say things and i'm like okay well i'll just roll with you because it's you that's true. <laughs> i don't always know where we're going <laughs> on <it> yet <laughs> but i'm rolling with it because i trust you okay, so change i need to warm up to
2: that first Uh, and and the other the other thing thinking to that was do we equip people with the skills so the e for excite the final e was about do we equip people with the skills and train them so that they can fulfill their potential because it's fine us challenging people but if we don't equip them with the skills to meet that challenge then we're just sending people up up to fail
1: and the final point
2: was you said you forgot the X, and well, I'm sure there's somebody listening. To you guys, you didn't say the X. You didn't say the X. All right, that was the X <laughs> factor. All right, that was the X factor. That's that little piece of secret sauce that only you, as an individual, can bring to the table. It's the authentic piece. And I know in your program, Authentic You, you talk about being authentic. It's the bit of you that makes you you, that you can bring into your leadership practice. So you can do all the other things. Anyone can do the rest of it. You can have a vision. You can energize people. You can challenge them. You can inspire them. You can trust them. And you can equip them. But the bit that makes it, we could all do that. But the bit that makes each of us different as a leader, with our own unique take on it, is the X factor. It's that piece of us, and that's what makes me a different leader to either of you, and a different leader to anybody on the on on the call. It doesn't make me better than anybody else. It just makes me different. And there might be quite yeah. things that you think, well, I like the way he does this, and I don't like the way he does that, and that's fine. You don't have to. So I think you know. Then you can. Then you've still got that bit of you. You're not. We're not. It's not a cookie cutter. We're not saying leader, you know. We want five hundred people that all do all look exactly the same. No, we want five hundred people who've got broad principles, but still got that piece of them that's going to still be, you know, that uniqueness. So that was that was my that was my tips. Those uh the vision excite model. Again, just to go clear vision. You energise, you have that secret sauce, the bit for you. Okay. You're able to challenge people, inspire people. You trust people, and you equip them to do a great job.
0: I love the secret sauce piece because it is so true that, you know, we tell our facilitators, you're never going to facilitate like us because you're you, and that's the piece that makes it phenomenal when we have leaders across the board that all bring their own special piece to it because what a boring world it would be if everybody was the exact same and there was a cookie-cutter piece. It is the people that make each position or each inspiration different. And yes, it's great to aspire and be like, wow, they're a great leader. I'm going to take the bits and pieces of that that would apply to me. But still with being yourself mine. yeah, and, and owning that piece that you are you. And there's a great reason why you are. So I love that the X Factor
1: pieces in there too. That's beautiful. It's wonderful. Thank you so much, Russell. One more. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to put your website up because yes, we this book sounds amazing. To actually, and we're gonna definitely go and purchase that book today. Cause I like manual. Like I don't like reading things on computers or printing off PDFs. A book, when you hold it in your hand, is just so strong and tangible to that leader you need to be. Because you'll highlight, you'll underline it, some things. It will be so pertinent to where you are and what you need to do next. And the one last question I wanted to ask you for a lot of our let's say certified facilitators I love that piece being an entrepreneur it's their own business they're they're unique to their own way that they do it we give you everything so you've got a pattern you understand the formula we give you all that however now you got to actually follow through to be able to speak to an organization that you know could utilize what it is that you have. Would this book also help even our entrepreneurial facilitators or horsepreneurs is what Carson calls us. Would that be able to help us as well in your book to get over some of those fear factors to be able to step into the leader we know we can be, but dealing again with those behavioral pieces, what will they throw up? How will I be able to answer it? I know I've just thrown tons out. Just answer that question. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs> well, that's, okay. Well, yes. That, look, there yeah. you go. Go to yeah. job so, so It, it provides
2: that, 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 the the basis for for how to have those challenging conversations. And I I think one of the key things just to pick up on on what you're saying there with when you're like pitching ideas or your organisations is that separation of person and behaviour. Okay. If somebody turns you down, it's not because they don't like you. It's not personal. It's, pure, it's purely purely business. And uh, on a, a recent podcast we did, we did an interview one of our actors, Peter Peter Rumpel, who's appeared on a number of movies. He was in The Revenant with Tom Hardy and, and um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And he's been with Liam Nielsen on Cold Pursuit and stuff like that. But, so he auditions for a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies. And he said, it, well, the thing where he transitioned his thinking was he used to be, well, um, how many yeses do I get? You know, I've been for 10 auditions this week, and, and you know, they've been turned down on all of them. And he would get quite down about it. Now, understandably, you know, you, you put pitch, you put proposals in, you pitch ideas, and people keep saying no. But so he changed his thinking to say, now what I do is I collect no's. Because I know that the more no's I collect, that increases the number of yeses. Because proportionately, each time I go, I learn something. I might get turned down this time, but the next time I go, I actually might be successful. But he said, if I was saying, I'm looking to get 10 no's this month, found that he actually ended up um, psychologically was not, oh no, I didn't get this job again. What he got was, okay, that's one that I needed to get and I'm one step closer to getting that, yes, it's going to be that next gig. And and I've used... I've used that with with trying to him how when I started putting proposals in, that just okay I'm going to count that I get I get six no's and the reality oh I only got four because I got a yes, great let's start the next you know next piece from there and it it just gave that mental switch that you didn't beat yourself up, you know metaphorically speaking as an entrepreneur there oh I haven't got that next contract I haven't got that next contract oh you know oh I'm no good I'm terrible you know I I I'm I'm never going to do this which all of us can have those periods of doubt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. So my way of of looking at it differently.
0: I love that. Actually, that's a great way because we are, we got to switch the things over in our brains, right? Because you're right. If you get stuck in all the negatives or all the no's, then that's where you get stuck and you just start expecting it in a different way. Whereas if you just flip your brain sometimes, it allows us to get to that new different space that helps us to move forward rather than being stuck.
2: Absolutely. Love it. And, well, and the Mr. Other thing Mac- he, sorry, I was going to say oh. the other thing that he did is it meant that he went for time. For, for, he would have patched thought, I don't know if I'm going to get this, so I won't apply. And he said, if actually I'm, I'm happy to get the no, then I'm going to apply for it.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, I like know, that. He didn't
2: limit himself.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. That really stuff. takes away that fear piece alone, just knowing, we're not going to get it. So just do it anyways. Yep. I love exactly. it. Well, what's the
2: worst thing? And then possible? you
1: get it. And
2: it's like, oh, I got a different fear now.
1: What do you mean I got this job?
2: Yeah, well, that, so that, that, that's, mean, that's the next conversation. What do I do? Yeah. I yeah, your next
0: book is now what the F do I do? Yeah. So for any of you guys watching, if you do have questions for Russ, you can obviously contact him through his website or feel free to comment on here as well. We can definitely connect you guys. Russ is like we say, he is our guru in leadership. We absolutely love the way that he approaches things and from a an no BS way. And it's not about um, it's not about getting stuck in the nose or ensuring that every single answer is going to be a yes. It's just getting through those conversations and getting to the next space so that you have more opportunity to get to those yeses and to really move forward as that leadership piece and having the leader within you come out because every single one of us has it within. I love Chris's comment. Every challenge is an opportunity. You bet your it bottom really dollar. Is. By it really cracky. So definitely go check out
1: Blue Gem Learning. Russ, it was lovely to see your face. It was so wonderful. Thank you so much. You've inspired us for the day. You've made our day better because I just love those solid, real, we can follow these pieces, these bits, as you would say, that you have just given to us. So we're going to implement it today because we were just saying we needed more of that, that energy, and you brought it to us even through Zoom. And we will implement it in everything we do. It's your accent. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, I love it too. We got all this way through. We got all this way through before anyone said There are so, but... so
0: many things without me. And I didn't make fun of you once. No, you didn't. Just for the record. But it's because we were in a live public forum. That's why. <laughs>
2: well, that's, that's why I just kept talking. I said, don't don't stop. Because no. you're, you're going to allow Carolyn a space to come in here. If Carrie's got a question, that's great. But just don't. <laughs> Don't hand it over to Car- to to Carolyn because she's going to come up with something about your accent. So just keep going. I it, was, it was fear, really. That's what it was.
0: <laughs> I'll text you all the comments that I had later. Yeah.
2: I'm sure my, my phone's going to be blowing up later <laughs> on today when it comes to comes uh, So, uh, <laughs> and, and it's and it's great. Thanks so much for asking me on. It's been an absolute blast, and um, it's it reminded me about how much fun I have working with the two of you. So it's um hopefully we can do this uh, in person at some point in the in the future before, before yes. uh, you know we all retire
1: uh, hopefully when no it's going to be when and what we've been doing lately is touching our speakers and what way put she your fingers like out this. we're touching the camera oh there you go there it is <laughs> yep there, there we you go. go i know it looks like we're all waving but yep. no nope. we're literally touching each yep. other we're sharing the energy that's maybe. right <laughs>
2: okay i am now so again, energized thank out. you <laughs>
1: Check out
0: Russ at BlueGemLearning.com, and thank you so much everybody for joining us. If you do have other questions, feel free to post them and check out the different opportunities that Blue Gym has for upping that leadership and going forth with it. And remember, go through this stuff that Russ said
1: today. They're all very, very good tips, people. You know, being the leader to you yourself and I will be the greatest gift you can possibly give to yourself because remember this. We are life changers. That means you, that means me, that means Carolyn, that means us, everybody. We are life changers and you are in the right place at the right time because you are definitely a life changer helping someone you don't even know yet. Have a great
0: one and bring out that leader inside.
1: (laughs) Bye, Bye everyone.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.